Welcome to Full Court Press, and I'm Liam Griffin. Charlie, how would it feel to see Tyron Lue coach LeBron, ya boy, again? I'm Charlie McGee, and LeBron ring. Why not happen again? And now, the Warriors didn't have KD when it got that ring, though. Alright, boys and girls, back with me today is the number one LeBron fan, <laughs> Mr. Charlie McGee. We have a good one for you today, boys and girls. It is our NBA Playoff Preview. We will take you through our brackets and cover some big storylines. But we begin today with the Virginia Cavaliers and the questions as to whether or not they should have even played in the championship game. There were multiple controversial late-game calls, including the foul that sent Kyle Guy to the line to hit the three game-winning free throws as Virginia beat Auburn and Texas Tech in the Final Four last weekend. Charlie, any problems with the end result of the Virginia-Auburn game? You know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think at the end of the day, if you're going to close out on someone at the end of the game, you have to let him land. Um, I mean, he didn't have a clear spot to land. There was some contact there. I, I think the officials made the right call, even though it is a brutal way to lose a in the final four. game in the final four. But I, I don't have a problem with it. I thought it was the right call. Okay, and I have one more question for you. Do you have a problem with the no double dribble call? I think that, I mean, I think that should have been called a double dribble problem. No, no, it definitely should have, but what I'm, the point I was going to make is that they missed a, I'm a, I don't remember which Auburn player it was, but Auburn, that Auburn player grabbed Ty Jerome's jersey before he committed the double dribble. So, I mean, I'm like you, I don't really have a problem with the end result of the game, but that is a brutal way to lose. Exactly. I agree. I, I mean, agree. I mean, especially with all they've gone through with Okiki. Oh yeah, Auburn. That, that team. That team battled through some real adversity. Brutal schedule and losing their best player, and then losing on three free throws at the end. That's terrible. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, either way, all the games this tournament, really the whole tournament, was great. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Super exciting. But I mean, how? Who expected to see Duke? Come, this, come so close to losing twice before they actually lost. Oh, to UCS. UCF and Virginia Tech. Crazy. So crazy. It was fun. It was fun. I'm excited for next year. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm already excited for next year. Well, now I'm, we get into the pros. As the Lakers made multiple changes this week, Magic Johnson stepped down. Luke Walton mutually agreed <laughs> to part ways. Liam, what are your thoughts on these? Alright, so I told you earlier today that I had something to say about your boy, LeBron James, that you were going to love. So, all of these occurrences, the stepping down of Magic Johnson and the firing of Luke Walton, who I don't believe is a terrible coach, all of that falls on LeBron because when you bring in a commanding superstar like LeBron James, he's the whole team. He's the front office, he's the head coach. He's the point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. If you want to bring in a guy like LeBron, you have to understand that he's the whole team. So, I all of my blame for all these occurrences goes on your boy, LeBron James, and he is at fault for the Lakers' train wreck of a season. A hundred percent. Well, I would, I would disagree with you here, because I do agree with you that Luke Walton is not a terrible coach. I mean, I think... 
let me tell you what the fault is for this whole thing. LeBron James is groin. Oh, I knew that That's was coming. Of course he's bringing. Of course he's. Of course he's blaming something that happened to him. Well, you can't deny. No, I mean, but you do have a good point. You do have a good point. The Lakers were the four seed when he went down. They were looking good. They were on a roll. They were on a roll. I mean, in that game, they were up on the Warriors. They ended up winning the game, which is ridiculous. But I mean, they were they were playing well. Everything was starting to go, you know, the way people had hoped it would go. LeBron James hurts his groin, misses, I think he missed 19 games. Something like that. Lakers go 7-12. and 12. All of a sudden, they're at the bottom, on the outside, looking into the playoffs. And LeBron comes back, and reportedly he comes back before he was supposed to. And, I mean, now I think there's definitely some blame to fall on LeBron and that his his effort and intensity was not there the whole season. All right, I agree but- that, you know. You saw those defensive plays where it looked like he didn't do anything. Oh, I yeah. I don't think that's acceptable. Um, we, I don't think it's fair to blame LeBron. For we can't this. forget about one key factor, Anthony Davis. He When LeBron put all of those names out there, when he put Kuzma, Lonzo, Ingram, when he put all those names out there on the trading block for Anthony Davis, you can't, you can't not say that it caused dysfunction. So, I feel like... I don't think that's LeBron putting all those names out there. You don't think so? Say, I don't think you can say LeBron is orchestrating these trades. I mean, I think I think I think that's Magic Johnson. I really do. Uh, I've seen reports around the league that Rob Palinka is really disliked around the NBA, and that teams like to talk to Magic Johnson. And so I think that was all of Magic. And I mean, the whole AD situation—you could have a whole hour conversation on that. Oh yeah, you really it's could. Crazy. That's another. That's another really important factor in this train wreck of the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, do you do you think Anthony Davis will get traded to the Lakers this offseason? No, I don't think he's going to the Lakers. I really don't. Where do you think he's going? I, I hate to give you the satisfaction. He's coming home. He's think, coming I home. He's going to go to the Celtics. I think they offer the best deal, and Pelicans just hired David Griffin. I think David Griffin's good. Good at what he does, and uh, new president of basketball operations. I won't be surprised if he. Makes trade the Celtics. Oh no, he's great at what he does. He built a championship team in Cleveland. Exactly. Exactly. Hey man. Well, ultimately the season was a train wreck for your boy in the Lakers. Now we'll get into playoff teams and we will debate several topics before we predict our brackets. We'll start with this, Charlie. Which team is in the absolute worst seating position that they could have been in? Well, I think the really obvious answer here would have been Los Angeles Clippers, but I'm not going to say the Clippers. I'm going to say it's the Portland Trailblazers. Really? So, Portland Trailblazers had a, you know, tough end of the season. Nurkic goes down. They're still playing well, but, I mean, Nurkic is 15 points, at least 15 points, 10 rebounds. Absolutely. That's hard hard to replace. That's hard to replace. Okay, you can put in Enos Cantor, but Nurkic's defense versus Cantor's defense, I mean, is night and day. Kind of hard to compare. Cantor is notoriously bad on defense, and I think Going against a team like the Thunder, who got some momentum there at the end of the season, they had that big win over the Rockets. They beat the well, shorthanded Bucks, but they still beat them. Thunder are so dangerous with with that, that such a talented roster. I, I mean, I, I won't be surprised if the Thunder give the Blazers trouble, and the Blazers are looking at two two upsets in two straight years. Oh yeah, they definitely. I 100 percent agree with that, but. My, I t- also told you I was going to have something fun to say about the Rockets before the uh, episode. And they're in a terrible position. 
I mean, they they fell into the four seed on the last day of the season with the wins by Denver and Portland. And if they beat Utah, which I think they should and will, guess who they have to play second round? Guess who they have to play second round? That's right. That is is the most terrible position the Rockets could have been in because this was supposed to be the great rematch of the Western Conference Finals, but now you're saying we're going to get that in round two? That's terrible. The Rockets are in a horrible position. They blew it in their last game against OKC. That's just, that's terrible in my opinion, but it's just awful. The Rockets are in a terrible position. No questions asked. So I have a question for you then. Okay. Is there any value to be placed in playing a team like the Warriors in the second round when your guys are fresher, uh, Chris Paul, um, and you know before maybe the Warriors have gotten a bunch of momentum? Zero. Zero. You Zero play value. if you if you because you won't have built up the chemistry that you should that you will have by the Western Conference Finals. I mean, we saw how unchemistrized the Warriors were without Iguodala and with Iguodala in the Western Conference Finals last year. When they had Iguodala, they were they played very well. When when they didn't have Iguodala and when the Rockets had Paul, they the Rockets won those two games. But when Paul went down, I mean, no, no value at all. At least that's my opinion. You probably have a different opinion. I, I do have different. I, I think there is some value, but I also really would have loved the Rockets to slide into that two seed and not choke the game in OKC. Uh, yeah, that would have been nice, but they wouldn't have gotten it anyway since Denver beat Minnesota. That's true. That's No, no, actually, no, they would have gotten it because um, they have the tiebreaker. Oh, really? The tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they blew their chance. So they, they really did. Yeah, they held their own destiny and they messed it up. So, yep. Uh, anyways, here's another really interesting category. I love this question. Which player is most crucial to his team's success? Giannis. Zero questions asked. I know the Bucks have Middleton, Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Miritich, and other good players around them, but it all centers around Giannis in a way that it doesn't for any other playoff team because Giannis is the superstar this it's not like Toronto where Kawhi has Kyle Lowry or Philly where Embiid has Butler, Simmons, and Tobias Harris. And even Boston where Irving has Tatum. It's all, it all centers around Giannis in Milwaukee. And I believe that if Giannis can't do what he did in the regular season, then the Bucks are in huge trouble. I think that's a good point, but I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say it's Joel Embiid. You really? Yes. The Sixers with Joel Embiid and the Sixers without Joel Embiid are two very different teams. Yes, the Sixers still have Tobias Harris, Jerry Butler, Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick. They have a good team, but watching them play in the regular season without Joel Embiid was not fun. I am, sure. It was them losing to teams that they were more talented than and should have beat. And then Embiid comes back and he has 35 points and 15 rebounds and they win. So... I think that if Embiid plays up to his potential, the Sixers are going to be very hard to beat. But if Embiid isn't playing well, if Embiid is dealing with injuries, I won't be surprised if the Sixers have an early exit. I mean, I mean, I think someone, something came out on Bleacher Report a couple of days ago that said Embiid may miss Game 1 of today's Philly-Brooklyn series, which actually starts in just under three hours, believe it or not. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting, although... I don't know if Brooklyn has the firepower. I mean, I don't know either, but... Wait, is, is Levert back? Is Karis Levert yes. back? 
He is back. Okay. So they have a chance. They do. Give him a fighting chance. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got two more of these for you. Which free agent to be has the most to play for this postseason? Well, if the Charlotte Hornets had made it, it would have been an easy answer for me. I would have said Kemba, but since, once again, they're in the their annual 9 or 10 slot, they love that. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Kawhi Leonard. Whoo! Which is interesting. Which is really interesting. And the reason I say that is because he, I think he, if he can take Toronto to the finals, then he'll prove to the rest of the league, you know, that he is, you know, as good, if not better than he was before that injury. Because yes, he's had a great year. Uh, His numbers are great. You know, he's playing very well. But at the end of the day, can he still do it in the playoffs? That's a good That's, question. And if the, Toronto has a really early exit, I mean, he's likely going to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Team, teams, I mean, he'll still get, you know, he'll be fine, but I think he can really maximize his summer if he really goes far with Toronto. All right, so I am going to, that is a great point, but I'm going to disagree slightly, and I'm going to say Kyrie Irving. Because the Boston Celtics have yet to prove themselves this year. They had an up-and-down regular season. They finished with 49-33 record in the fourth seed. And Kyrie Irving has yet to prove that he is the leader that he was when Gordon Hayward went down. So, if Kyrie Irving can lead the Celtics to the finals, which, I, I trust me, I think he will. More on that later. If he can do that, he'll win over that fan base. He'll win over the whole city. And Boston will have a better chance of re-signing him. And he'll stop seeing all the doubters. He's got a lot to play for. It's a fair point, because there have been, there are, I feel like there are a lot of doubters of Kyrie Irving and Boston. Oh, absolutely. And he, he doesn't help it when these, you know, videos of him and KD talking in the, before the All-Star game, some of the, the media drama. That and comes some things he said, I don't owe anyone bleep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's an interesting character. Oh, absolutely. He's a wild card. <laughs> He'll be fun to talk about for a couple of years to come. I agree. I agree. All right, Liam, last one here. Which team with a superstar free agent needs to perform best in an attempt to lure them back? Okay, so you mentioned Kawhi Leonard earlier. So the answer is, the answer is Toronto. Because Kawhi was not all that excited about being traded to the Raptors when he was traded, but... It feels like he's grown to enjoy himself at least a little bit, but the LA Clippers are out there. They stunned the Western Conference by making the playoffs without Tobias Harris. More on that later. So it surprises me that Kawhi Leonard is actually enjoying himself right now, knowing that the LA Clippers are half decent right now. So Toronto has by far the most to play for. They have to get to at least the Eastern Conference Finals to even have a slight chance of bringing him back. To even. I, I, think he's, actually, I think he's leaving regardless, but if they even want a glimmer of hope, they have to get past Philly into the Eastern Conference Finals. I agree with you completely, and I would take it a step further even. They have to make the Finals if they want to keep him. That's what I think. Because I think for Kawhi, if they make the Finals, no, they're right there. I think he's going to have a hard time justifying leaving. 
Another interesting thing about the Clippers you mentioned is I don't know if you saw this report a little earlier in the year. Clippers had were sending Clippers employees and scouts to the games where Kawhi was. Oh yeah, I saw. I saw that. Players. So interesting. Um, and so I think the Clippers are the biggest threat to Toronto. I really do. I don't think it's the Lakers with the train wreck that they've become. I don't think that's a desirable place for anybody. I agree, which is, you know, not good for LeBron right now. I mean, they need to figure out their head coach, their president of basketball operations, and what they're trying to do with their roster. <laughs> Anyways, they have a ton of problems. I, mean, if, and I if, agree. I believe, Toronto, if, I believe if they hire Tyron Lue, it's even less brightening of a prospect. I disagree. I, I don't think you can hire Tammy to winning coach, coach the ring, and people, people uh now don't want to go. Yeah, but want to go less. I'm just saying that because he had a not so pleasant exit. That's true. He did have a really bad exit, really rough exit. But he also won a championship. So he did win a championship. You make a good point. <laughs> All right. Well, now we will get into our bracket predictions, and we will start out west with probably the most obvious series to predict: the top seeded Warriors versus the eighth seeded Clippers. Charlie, will the Clippers even win a game? Nope. Not even close, I don't think. Maybe they'll be close one game. Fact of the matter, Warriors have five All-Stars. How many of the Clippers have, Leo? Zero, because they traded away their one All-Star at the break. Exactly. The Clippers do not have the star power to hang with the Warriors for a single game. And also, the Clippers, <clears throat> the Clippers have the lowest... Uh, average, they win by an average of about one and a half points a game. That is the lowest among all Western Conference playoff teams. They are kind of like the team that shouldn't be there. Like the Mariners last year in baseball who were in playoff contention, even just because they had won like a ridiculous amount of one-run games. And then they choked. They choked out they of did, it. They, they did choke. And I think the Clippers, early first-round exit, Warriors, have a nice little warm-up for the second round. Uh, then that's a little warm-up for the Rockets, which is my prediction now. <laughs> Now, first of all, before I tell you that you're right, I'm going to say it is stupid with the Clippers in playoff contention to trade their one all-star to a team that already has three all-stars. That was a stupid move. It was stupid for the franchise. It does make L.A. look a little bit less appealing for Kawhi Leonard, but ultimately it, does, it wouldn't have mattered because the Warriors would have swept the Clippers anyway. Warriors sweep the Clippers. Out of California and onto vacation. I agree. That's 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 the easiest one to predict in the whole entire world. <laughs> but next, my Houston Rockets battle the Utah Jazz in the four-five showdown. Liam, who takes this one? Oh, I don't believe the Utah Jazz are as good as they were last year. I don't believe that Donovan Mitchell has truly gone over the sophomore hump to prove that he is better than Ben Simmons. I mean, I haven't heard his name as much this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still been doing great things. But I just don't think the Jazz have enough firepower to keep up with James Harden and the Rockets. Rockets in five. You know, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I think I think it's going to be Rockets in five as well. I agree with you that I don't think Mitchell has taken that next step to become a superstar yet. Not saying I think he will. I think he will. Give him another year or two. We'll be talking about Don Mitchell maybe in the Western Conference Finals, but not yet. He's too young. The Jazz, the Jazz are good. They're a very solid team all around. But my, my problem with the Jazz is, okay, <clears throat> Don Mitchell's having an off night. Who picks up the slack? 
Who picks up the slack? Who picks up slack? Gobert? Gobert's a... I mean, he, he's like he's, Capella. He scores like Capella scores. He's not going to create his own shot. Okay, Joe Joe Ingles? I mean, he's not really going to... They don't have another another scorer. They really that's, don't. And I think that's why the Rockets are going to dust them. All right. In the 2-7 pairing, the surprising Denver Nuggets, the always dangerous San Antonio Spurs. Charlie, who takes this one? I have the Nuggets, but I think I think the Spurs are going to take one of the first two games. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to have the Nuggets in six. I've got, I've got Nuggets in six, too. I think everyone's going to be freaking out. Oh, here come the inexperienced Nuggets. They're going to crash and burn. But at the end of the day... Nuggets are just a really dang good team. They're really good. I mean, all they have ten guys in their roster who are just very solid rotation players. And at the end of the day, I don't think the Spurs have the they don't have the depth or you know firepower to make up for their lack of depth. So I think the Nuggets are gonna take in six. I mean, the Spurs made the best out of a terrible situation when they got Demar Derozan in the Kawhi trade. It just won't be enough. Nuggets in six. That's an easy one. All right, last one out west. Number six, Oklahoma City versus number three, Portland. Liam, do the Blazers get upset again? Yes, they do. Because they don't have a center that can defend Steven Adams. They don't have... I don't believe that Damian Lode is clutch at all. I think he's... People are saying he's overrated. Or underrated. I think he's overrated. I think that Russell Westbrook is also underrated. I think that Paul George is also underrated. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder will easily get the best of the Portland Trailblazers in six games. Ooh, I I agree with you. The Oklahoma City Thunder are going to win, but I don't think I don't think Damian Lillard's underrated at all, and I think Damian Lillard is clutch. Now I am also biased because as a Rockets fan, he buried he, us. He buried us a couple, a couple years five ago. years ago. But I mean that was that was a dagger in our heart. <laughs> we don't forget that. But I also have OKC, but I have OKC in seven. I think that if Nurkic was in this series, I would take Portland because I truly think that Lillard is going to have an inspired series. I think he is sick and tired of early exits. And I think he's going to drag the Blazers to three wins. At the end of the day, Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Steven Adams, who the Blazers do not have an answer for, on the rebounds, he's going to eat them apart. OKC okay, in seven. Well, we didn't disagree on any of the Western Conference series, so let's venture out east. First up, the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks take on the Detroit Pistons. Charlie, any chance Milwaukee gets upset? Nope. Absolutely not. Detroit Pistons... I don't even know what to say about Detroit. They don't have a bad team, but somehow they find themselves in the eighth slot. And the Bucks are just too good. Giannis is going to have his way. I don't care that Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are there. It's not going to matter. Bucks and four. Bucks and four. I'm saying Bucks and five. Just because this team is has is unproven on the road in playoff games. I think Detroit will win game three at home. But after that, Giannis will take over. Bucks and five. All right. Next up, Boston Celtics, Indiana Pacers, four five showdown. Are the Celtics going to win, Liam? Yes, they are. I I think that we're about to see playoff Kyrie for the first time in a Celtics uniform. I think they will easily win 1-2. and two. Game 3 will be a close one with the Celtics slightly prevailing. Indiana will take Game 4. It's not going to be a sweep. But we'll close it out at home in Game 5. I'm taking Celtics in 5, baby. Woo! 
I'm going to take Celtics. I will take the Celtics as well. <clears throat> but I think that if Victor Oladipo was still healthy, we would have ourselves a series. We really would. I This Indiana Pacers team is filled with a bunch of really solid role players. But they're missing their star. So I'm going to take the Celtics in six. I think the Pacers are they're scrappy. I think they're going to make the Celtics work a little bit. Oh, they're definitely going to have to work. I, I'm worried about the Celtics' chemistry. Uh, so I think if the if the Pacers take this to seven and the Celtics win, I'm very concerned for the Celtics in the next round because Celtics going to have a tough matchup in the Bucks. But don't don't well, forget, don't forget, the playoffs are a whole other animal. That's exactly exactly. We'll, we'll we'll get to those second round matchups here in a bit. Yeah, I'm sure we will. All right, now in the two seven showdown, the Toronto Raptors take on the surprising Orlando Magic. Charlie, any chance of upset here? You know, I don't think there's a chance that the Magic win, but I think there is a chance that the Magic make the Raptors work. The Magic are a hilarious team this year. They're in the playoffs again. They're in the seventh spot. But I feel like their record against the top teams in the league must be well over 500. Oh, they went 3-0 against the Celtics. They 3-0 against the Celtics. They beat the Rockets. They beat the Raptors. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Sixers. They beat the Warriors. It's, it's ridiculous. They beat all these great teams, and then they lose to some awful team. It was the Phoenix, Chicago. Exactly, exactly. So, I think, uh, I think the Raptors are going to win, but I think it's going to be, I think the Raptors are going to win in five, but I bet you the Magic win, lose a couple really close games, and just pick, pick, game, pick up game three at home. But uh, anyways, it's interesting that the Magic are in the playoffs, but it's going to be short-lasting. I agree with you. The Magic are a very scrappy team, and I think Toronto will have to work for all four wins they will get in the five-game series because the Magic are such a scrappy, hard-working team, and I don't think that there's no way they go down without a fight, but I just don't think it'll be enough. I think I do think all five games will be close, but I think the Raptors will still take it in five. So we're both in agreement on that one. The last round. Last We've been in agreement on everything so far. I know. This is, this is surprising. Yeah, I know. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers? take on the, perhaps even more surprising than the Magic, Brooklyn Nets. Liam, who wins? Well, you mentioned earlier how you didn't think Brooklyn had enough firepower to keep up with the Sixers when we were talking about Joel Embiid, and I think you're right. I think that Philadelphia has too much firepower for Brooklyn to handle. They have too many All-Stars. I'm taking the Sixers in five. Maybe six, but likely five. We're in agreement again. I'm going to take the Sixers in five as well. Love D'Angelo Russell, love the story that is the Brooklyn Nets this year. You know, young team having fun when they're playing. They got some rising stars, Russell, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. I mean, Joe Harris is having a great year. But when you go up against a team with Embiid, Simmons, Harris, Butler, Redick, it's the end of the road for the Nets. Rather tough. Well, well, we're through the first round and we're into the second round. We'll start out west again, Charlie. Which two teams will advance to the Western Conference Finals? Alright, Liam, are you ready for my hot take? Here we go. I'm going to say we get the Rockets and the Thunder. Do you think the Rockets are going to beat the Warriors? I do. I do. The Rockets have been matching up well with the Warriors. They have. The Rockets always come out to play. It is personal for the Rockets. I'm not going to forget, probably never going to forget, there's a regular season game this year where James Harden, despite a couple horrible calls by their officials, where Kevin Durant saved the ball out of bounds, 
James Harden still hit that three at the end while getting fouled by Clay Thompson and Draymond Green to seal it. Rockets won without Chris Paul, without Clint Capella. And so I think the Rockets are going to take it and set. It's going to be a classic. Great rematch. That's my hot take. I'm biased. But I think the Rockets are going to take it. Well, you, made a, you made an interesting point about bias because that's going to come up with me later. I'm just going to let it out right now. <laughs> I'm just going to let it out right now. Uh, but I just... Well, and on, on the other side of this, Nuggets Thunder is the second round matchup that I pick. Quite honestly, I think if Thunder win one series, they get all this momentum. They're a dangerous team. Absolutely. So dangerous. The Nuggets are inexperienced. It's going to be a learning experience for the Nuggets. Thunder are going to take them in seven. It's going to be two great second round matchups. There's going to be Thunder Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. All right, now, I do agree with you on one side. I have Thunder beating the Nuggets, and... I think it'll be in six games because you're right. The Nuggets are rather inexperienced. And if Russell Westbrook puts on a show when he knows that he has a potential to rematch against his now worst enemy, Kevin Durant, how can he not go off? I think the Thunder win that series in six games. Now, it pains me to say this because I dislike Golden State so much, but they have five all-stars. I just don't think that the Rockets have the potential to take them down. As much as I hate to admit, I say the, I think they'll win games three and four at home, but the Warriors will close it out in game six, unfortunately. We will see a, we'll see Kevin Durant face his old team in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, all right. So you're predicting a little, uh, a very passionate, a very passionate Western Conference Finals series then. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun, but I hope you're wrong. All right, on to the East, William. All right. I ask you this knowing the answer, but will your Celtics make it? And if so, with who? Um, uh, yes, they will make it because the playoffs are a whole nother animal. And how many times has Giannis made it to the second round before this year? How many times? Well. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. How many times has Kyrie made it to the actual finals? Three. 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 You're right, three times. Right, you put up four, but the answer is three. So, Kyrie has much more experience than Giannis. I believe that the Celtics learned a lot from that Game 7 loss to LeBron last year, and they will take it into play against Milwaukee, and they'll, they'll lose Game 1, but I have a feeling they will storm back to take Game 2 on the road, and then t they're, not, they're not losing at home this whole postseason, I can guarantee you that. Celtics in six, they'll, Milwaukee will take Game 5, but the Celtics' win on the road in Game 2 will propel them back to the Conference Finals. Now, they'll be playing the Philadelphia 76ers, without a doubt. I don't believe that Kyle Lowry is a playoff point guard at all. I believe that he will choke in the second round like he always does against Philly. Or, and it will lead to Kawhi Leonard's rather sad departure. I'm taking Sixers and Six. Well... It looks like this is where we finally disagree. <clears throat> I have the Bucks. Bucks are going to beat the Celtics. Quite honestly, Giannis is too good for the Celtics. They can throw as many bodies that they want at, as they want at him. I don't think they have a good matchup. And although the Celtics have a great collection of players, and you did say players are a whole, whole other animal, and I agree. I think the Celtics are going to they're going to give them a dog fight. So I'm going to take the Bucks in seven over the Celtics. I think this is this is Giannis's coming out party in the playoffs. He's going to establish himself 
as one of the best, if not the best player in the league during this playoffs, I think. On the other side of things, I'm going to take the Raptors over the Sixers. Oh, no. No, no, no. And here's why. And here's why. Two words. Kawhi Leonard. This guy's a finals MVP. This guy knows how to get it done in the playoffs. Sixers, yeah, they've been to the playoffs a little bit. They have some playoff experience. But I just don't think they have the the it factor to beat a really good team like Toronto yet. Maybe they need another year to mesh. But they haven't seemed like the team with that great chemistry that's that championship team. And the Raptors have played really well. And they have some Pascal Siakam. Most improved player. I agree. Most improved. He's been fantastic. He's only getting better. But I'm going to take the Raptors in seven. No. No way. Oh, I don't know about that one, bro. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, now let's move on to the conference finals. So, who will make it out of the Western Conference, Charlie? We know your answer. We know your answer. You're right. You do know my answer. I'm going to take the Rockets over the Thunder. I mean, it's, that's going to be a very, if that happens, I hope it does, it's going to be a very passionate series. I mean, that last game of the regular season for the Rockets against the Thunder was a, it was a intense game. I mean, guys were getting into it. These teams don't really like each other right they now. They don't. I know, I know as a Rockets fan, I can't stand the Thunder. I would love nothing more than to send them home. And I think that's what the Rockets are going to do in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I think that over the course of a seven-game series, the Rockets are just the better team. All right, so I have the Warriors in the Thunder, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a very passionate series because Russell Westbrook will be playing into his adversary. Kevin Durant is going to get murdered by Booze in OKC, and I would argue that DeMarcus Cousins will as well because of the move he made over the summer. Mm-hmm. But the Warriors have too much superpower for any team to handle, at least in the Western Conference. I'm taking the Warriors in five. Notice how I said at least in the Western Conference, Charlie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right, all right. To the other side, do I even need to ask who represents the East, Liam? Um, uh, well, for yourself, yes, but I'm gonna ex- <laughs> I, I have proof to back it up. So I have the Celtics and the Sixers. The Celtics own the Sixers. Last year in the Eastern Conference playoffs, they beat them in five games without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. And this year, despite all the moves the Sixers made, they were still able to go 3-1 and one against them. And the one loss was a three-point home loss in which Butler hit that crazy shot to seal the game. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think the Sixers will... It'll be just like the Milwaukee series in who wins what game. Philly wins game one. Boston wins 2-3-4. Philly takes five. Boston takes six. You knew this was coming all along. Now, who? just tell me who you have. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. I think Bucks are a great team. Like I said, this is Giannis' coming out party. He's going to establish himself on the biggest stage. Um, as much as I love Kawhi Leonard, he's a great playoff player. The road into the road is here for the Raptors. I'm going to take the Bucks at six. And I think this, is, this sends Kawhi... Over to the Clippers. Yeah. All right, now we have made it to the NBA Finals, Charlie. I don't know if I need to ask you this. I don't know if you need to ask me this. There's one question left to ask. Who will hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy? Well, 
know my answer, and I think I know your answer. Um, of course, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to say the Rockets. This is the Rockets' year. This is, you know, Chris Paul is, he doesn't have many great years left. Harden's still in his prime. This is their last chance to win the finals, by far. One of their last chances, and Harden is playing at a level, you know, really unseen in the last 30 years. I mean, his numbers are wilt-like, and so... I think that this is this is the Rockets' year. This is their year, and I think they're going to get it done. I think they're going to get it done in six games too. <clears throat> I don't think the Bucks. The Bucks are a really good team. Giannis is really good. I don't think they're at that level to take the championship yet. I uh, I agree with you, but that's why I said they're going to lose to the Celtics. Now, we whenever the Celtics and Warriors play, Kyrie goes off. He just does. He always has great games against them, and. When the Celtics were at rock bottom, they went into Golden State and kicked their butts. They kicked their tails off. They won by over 30 points. Gordon Hayward had over 30 points, and I know they didn't have Clay that game, but he's not worth 30 points. So, I believe that the Celtics can and will give the Warriors a run for it, and they will take the finals on their home court in seven games. Kyrie will hit another big shot to seal the deal in Game 7. That's my hot take. People think... We both have some hot takes. Yeah, we really do. Um, so, I have a question then. Who are the Celtics... What are the Celtics' matchup? What are their matchups with the Warriors? Okay. That's an interesting question. Now, we will have Smart back when the playoffs start, right? So... Yep. Or by the time the finals are there. So... Yeah, finals. I'm putting Marcus Smart on Steph. Alright. Kyrie on Clay. I'm Kay. putting Aaron Baines on DeMarcus Cousins. I put Horford on Durant, and I don't know who we're going to start at three. No, right, Tatum. I put Tatum on Draymond Green. All right. Well. Well, don't forget, Horford owns Embiid, who I believe is more dangerous than Durant. Oh. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. That is the hottest take you've made all day. So you're telling me that Joel Embiid is more dangerous than Kevin Durant. Absolutely. Oh, I strongly disagree with you there. Strongly disagree with you there. Kevin Durant, is, he's going to be an all-time great. So is Embiid. Wow. Ooh, it's early. It's early to say that. But, um, wow. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our 2019 NBA playoff predictions. Very hot takes there. Oh, yeah. But um, playoffs start this afternoon and continue all the way through the middle of June. And, uh, well, that's all we have today. I'm Charlie McGee. Thanks for having me, Liam. Of course. I'm Liam Griffin. I'd like to thank Charlie for being my guest today. And thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to give this podcast a follow on Instagram at Full Court Press Podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please DM the podcast or contact me directly. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week.